Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A new week starts right here, right now. Live on a Monday on the early line on SportsGrid and all across the SportsGrid network. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination and consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. We are together for the next three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern time, and we will need every bit of those three hours following conference championship weekend in the National Football League. There is so much to discuss, to debate, to react, and to preview here on this Monday morning. Super Bowl 58 has been set. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54. The Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. But Donnie right side, how we got to this ultimate conclusion for the final football game of the 2023 NFL season, that will be our task over these next three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern. Yes, and we do have a lot to get through. And by the way, waking up this morning, it's almost like, okay, you got a two-week period here till the Super Bowl comes up. We really turn on the gas here in basketball season and start to press that yeah. needle down. But like, man, I wonder why I'm moving real easy around the house this morning. Take a shower, come down to the studio. I'm like, man, this is really nice. Well, I figured it out, Ben. My wallet's lighter, so I don't have to carry it around as much here after mm. those games yesterday, which included a futures ticket, and just about every prop Gosh. I touched went the wrong direction. But that doesn't yeah. mean that we're not going to get after it in the Super Bowl, have some fun, and put on a smiley face for today, Ben. It's what we do. We're professional. We'll make that money back, Donnie. We will make that money back. Some astute handicappers here on the network have a plus-175 ticket from the champions oh. of the NFC and a 6-1 to one Super Bowl 58 ticket for the champions of the AFC. See that astute handicapper shall remain nameless as we welcome in our sports grid radio audience here. The opening hour of three live on a Monday morning on the early line on sports grid. You're listening on Sirius XM channel one five nine. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. He is Donnie right side. I am Ben Stevens. So without further ado, we dive in the Detroit Lions in their first NFC championship game in 30 two years had a 17 point lead at the halftime break in Santa Clara on a Sunday night only to see it evaporate in the first 12 minutes of the third quarter and into the second half the San Francisco 49ers rally to win the NFC championship for the second time in the last five NFL seasons 34 31 now Detroit does cover as a seven and a half point underdog, a total that skied its way to 53 and a half 
but the time we got to kick last night in Northern California does go over. But, Donnie, there will be so much discussion around the NFC title game about Dan Campbell's decisions to go for it on fourth down in positive territory instead of taking the points. Ultimately, everything that could go poorly for Detroit did. Everything that could go positively for San Francisco did. The 49ers are back in a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a crazy game to watch it play out because the Lions by far and away in that first half were the more dominant squad, even have a two-touchdown lead midway through the third quarter, and then we start to get into those fourth-down situations of going for it and pressing down the needle. Look, I don't mind the fourth-down calls per se. Now, granted, we always take a look at the analytics. Should you go for it? Should you not go for it? Sometimes you have to take the analytics out of the situation and realize what game you're in, and every time you score points, you put the pressure back on the San Francisco 49ers. When you don't convert those four towns it adds life to the building life to the 49ers here if it is a 24 20 game here and you kick the field goal and make it you make it a three score game which you know that's not oh no man now we got to score three touchdowns in a row to beat this football team you let them back in the game we'll get into the coaching later and also detroit in the biggest moments just make a simple play here man they didn't do it the 49ers did ben And I think that's the biggest thing, Donnie. Not the analytics, not what the numbers say. Dan Campbell's mentality for his Detroit Lions team. He believes in his guys, and he showed that belief. The execution was not there for the Lions in the final two quarters. The San Francisco 49ers, who have reached the NFC title game four of the past five NFL seasons, are back in the Super Bowl for the first time since the 2019 NFL season. That was Super Bowl 54, where they faced the Kansas City Chiefs. This year, it's Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, and the Niners will face the Kansas City Chiefs. For the fourth time in the last five years, Kansas City is going to play for a Lombardi Trophy, looking to go back-to-back and back into a Super Bowl after a second consecutive victory on the road in Baltimore yesterday. The Chiefs win outright as a a four-and-a-half-point underdog, 17-10. to Six consecutive years as the starting quarterback in Kansas City for Patrick Mahomes, six straight AFC championships, four victories in those AFC championship games, and back into Super Bowl 58. Yeah, and there'll be in in the next six years, Ben, the the Kansas City Chiefs will probably play in the next six AFC championship games as well. Just how good they are. This was the chance for the AFC to catch up to Kansas City. They weren't able to do it this season. This was one of those teams on offense that could be had. You still couldn't stop them. And all week long, I thought about this because the Ravens were the better football team coming into that game on Sunday. And if you remember the talking points on this game, it was okay. The Ravens do everything well. Well, what do the Chiefs do? Well, they just have Patrick Mahomes. And I said all week long, I can't fault anybody for just saying, I'm taking this football game because they have Patrick Mahomes and the other team doesn't. Case in point, final score 17-10. Yeah, one team had Mahomes, one team didn't. That's why the Chiefs are moving on. It's amazing just to write this same script over and over and over, and yet it still works. I actually think you have to give a ton of props and kudos to the defensive side of the football for Kansas City under Steve Spagnuolo. A huge heroic effort by Legereus Sneed in the fourth quarter that we'll talk about that caused a fumble from Zay Flowers diving toward the pylon. It was recovered by KC in the end zone. They held the Ravens to only three points in the second half despite Kansas City's offense not putting up a single point 
following the halftime break. Kansas City into a Super Bowl to face off against the San Francisco 49ers, a rematch of five years ago. That was the start of the Chiefs' dynastic run. They won 31-20. to They were booked as a point-and-a-half favorite for Super Bowl 54. Now it's the 49ers laying a point-and-a-half in Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas just under two weeks away. Let's fly around the rest of sports from this weekend, Donnie. Hey, the Detroit Lions didn't get a win But the Pistons did win number six of the year as Detroit upsets Oklahoma City, winning outright as a 12-and-a-half-point underdog. Yeah, that'll make the uh, city of Detroit feel much, much better. The Pistons are on their way up to hopefully getting double-digit wins on the season. But that's a nice win for the Pistons. You got to win sometime against decent ball clubs, and they did that. And they certainly did. They have covered in seven of their last eight games as well. As we keep it going through basketball on the hardwood, the two top teams in the country yesterday in action in men's college hoops. UConn absolutely routes Xavier, 99-56. to The Huskies cover as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Purdue survives in New Jersey inside the rack, 68-60. to Rutgers covers as a 10-and-a-half-point home underdog. Yeah, two teams that we're looking forward to do some damage in the March Madness tournament here. We just hope Purdue can get through the first weekend. UConn looks like they're set for another run, Ben. Australian Open Finals as well on the men's side. The 22-year-old Italian Yannick Sinner wins his first ever Grand Slam. And Arena Sabalenka on the women's side dominant. Did not drop a set the entirety of the championship to claim the Grand Slam title. More around Conference Championship Sunday next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It will be the decisions debated all day long and maybe for the next week. The conclusion of the NFC Championship game in Santa Clara in the second half. A historic comeback for the San Francisco 49ers. A dismal defeat for the Detroit Lions. Where Dan Campbell, the biting kneecaps guy, always has full confidence in his team. But his fourth down decisions in the second half and the results of them will be cause for debate all offseason long in the Motor City. Welcome back to a Monday live right here on the early line. The next hour is a recap, a review, and a discussion around Conference Championship Sunday in the National Football League. Here's the final score. 
The 49ers rally from down 17 at the halftime break, overcoming the largest deficit in a conference championship game for the largest comeback in NFL postseason history to advance back to the Super Bowl for the second time in the past five NFL seasons, 34-31 the final. San Francisco does not cover as a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite. Detroit and San Francisco combined for 65 total points, pushing us to the over of a pregame total at 53 and a half. So that's the final score, Donnie. Now we dive in to the decisions. Detroit was up 24 to 7 at the break and quickly before the fourth quarter even began, that entirety of the lead had evaporated. A couple of very questionable fourth down decisions by Dan Campbell in positive territory inside the 49ers 30-yard line instead of taking 3 or at least attempting a field goal. He goes for it on fourth down. The Lions unsuccessful on both of those tries and many people at DRS believe Detroit should have taken the points. I do think they should have taken the points to make it a three-score game to keep that avalanche coming down and also not letting their foot off the gas pedal. You know, they've been aggressive all season long, and I retweeted a tweet that I had way back when we saw the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions saying, Dan Campbell, I don't care about your aggressiveness here. That's just stupidity at this point. You go up three scores in that game, you keep the psychological advantage of, yes, we're taking the football, we're scoring points, we're going to limit this football game, you now have to score three touchdowns because as we talked about in the 7-7, seven and seven, it adds life back into the building but if we're just being honest with ourselves you're supposed to win a football game up 17 at the break you know what else you're supposed to do when you carry 29 times for 182 yards and three touchdowns like the Detroit Lions did you should control that football game and they did but you know where some things turn around yes on a fourth and two play that your wide receiver doesn't make it's a a tough catch but it's a catch that you should make eight out of ten times here that gets dropped when it was a 14 point lead maybe they go down and score a touchdown on that driver even kick a field goal but still run another four minutes off the clock but also 24 to 10, you're a defensive back. You get hit in the face with a football that bounces yeah, up in the crazy. air into the arms of Brandon Ayuk, which sets you up first and goal. They end up scoring a third down touchdown to Brandon Ayuk on that drive to make it a seven-point game. Also, you want to stem the tide. Your offense has been playing great. Jameer Gibbs gets the football right away, puts the football on the ground, and away you go into a tie football game scenario there. You just didn't make enough plays if you're Detroit. Sometimes bounces have to go your way in order to make a big comeback, and San Francisco got every one of those bounces here, but that's what championship seasons are made of. Sometimes you need some breaks, but coaching decisions questionable, players not making plays, even more of a damning thing for the Detroit Lions, Ben. I'm not going to argue with Donnie or anybody out there that says Dan Campbell should have taken the points at least once on the two fourth down tries they had again in positive territory within the 49ers 30 yard line. It would have estimated out to a 45 yard field goal the first time a 47 or 48 yard field goal for Michael Badgley who has only been a member of this Lions organization for six games in the 2023 NFL campaign. I'm not going to argue against that I can hear the point my overall point being that what cost Detroit the game was not Dan Campbell's aggressive nature that he has had for three seasons with the Lions in which has led them to an NFC championship game in the numbers we can get into it was the execution and plays that happened throughout the remainder of the second half that were so much more costly for Detroit's hopes of advancing to their first ever Super Bowl than any of the fourth down decisions Dan Campbell and the Lions coaching staff made, including Donnie, 
when San Francisco was down two touchdowns, about six and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter, and a deep shot intended for Brandon Ayuk from the right arm of Brock Purdy hit Kendall Vildor squarely in the face mask, should have been an interception, bounces straight up in the air, and Brandon Ayuk makes a heroic effort, dives for it, and it's a 51-yard gain inside Detroit's five-yard line. That was maybe the best pass Brock Purdy threw all day long. Was great on the ground, rushing for nearly 50 yards, including in some key spots in that fourth and final quarter, but that failed interception from Kendall Vildor is a bigger detriment to Detroit than anything Dan Campbell decided to do. Or how about on that ensuing offensive play on the next offensive possession after the 49ers make it a seven-point deficit? Jameer Gibbs can't handle a an exchange from Jared Goff, fumbles the football, it's recovered inside Detroit's 25-yard line. Those mistakes, Donnie, my argument is much more costly for the Lions and their overall hopes of being an NFC champion than the fourth down decisions Dan Campbell ultimately made. Yeah, and also there's a third uh, there's a third down, I believe, either late in the third quarter or fourth quarter that was completed pass that was just dropped, hit a guy right in the chest. Dropped. I believe it was Jamison Williams or maybe Reynolds at that point. I can't Dr- remember exactly Josh who Reynolds. it was, but Josh Reynolds. Now, now hear me all, yeah. out on this, though. Like, Dan Campbell, we're always going to be aggressive and go for it, right? So we're always questioning, Ben, the second half ones where it's like, hey, you're up 14 points. Why don't you make it three scores? They didn't want to do that. It's fourth and two. They don't get that first down. Late in the football game, field goal range to tie it up here. You decide not to go for that. Well, Ben, answer me this question. If I remember correctly, we had a fourth and goal from the three with about five seconds to go in the first half. Why are we kicking the field goal, Dan Campbell, there? I thought we're always aggressive. Like, what's the point of going up three scores? Why don't you go for the dagger right there, go up three touchdowns at the half? But he elected to kick that field goal. I didn't hear too many people asking him questions about that only in the second half because what would have been his answer? Isn't that the same thing? Staying aggressive. We want to score a touchdown here. It doesn't matter. Would touchdowns win this football game? But yet he kicks the field goal before the half, which again, Ben, I agreed with. Go up three scores. Keep the pressure on the 49ers. Don't have them go in the locker room like, yeah, we stopped them here. Now it's only two touchdowns. We get the football. We're going to go score and win this football game. Those are the questions I have. If you're going to do it one way, do it one way the entire game. So the fact that he didn't go for that fourth down at the end of the half but then says, let's stay aggressive in the second, makes no sense. It's a good point, Donnie, right? That's where they took their 17-point lead into the halftime break. 24-7 to was the lead for the Lions. The San Francisco 49ers flipped to the underdog at that point. In fact, they were the underdog after Detroit took an early 14-0 lead in that opening half. For me, Donnie, when you look at the numbers this year for Detroit, it's the mentality that Dan Campbell has. A lot of people are going to point to analytics. There will be conversations about the pros and the cons of going for it on fourth down deep into your opponent's territory. For Dan Campbell, it's not so much about the numbers. It's about that mentality that has been the main reason Detroit has seen a resurgence in the three years under their head coach and advance to their first conference championship game in 32 years. One their first NFL playoff game in more than three decades because 20 times this year in pro territory in positive territory inside an opponent's 30 yard line Detroit decided to go for it on fourth and five or less they had converted 17 of those 20 attempts including twice so far in the postseason entering yesterday's NFC title game in Santa Clara it's just that in the two most significant spots they made Made those fourth down decisions this year it did not work 
And Josh Reynolds had two very costly drops on the first yep. first fourth down decision when the ball hit him squarely in the hands and he just dropped it. And on that third and long, as Detroit was trying to stem some of the momentum that had gone back to San Francisco, and he was wide open across the middle, and Jared Goff hit him in the stomach and he dropped it as well. The momentum picking up for the 49ers. Again, the entirety of this opening hour is our reactions, our debate, our conclusions to Conference Championship Sunday around the NFL. We'll do that continuously here, looking back on the NFC title game in Santa Clara next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Regardless of how you feel about Dan Campbell's fourth down decision making, I think one thing we can all agree on in the NFC Championship game that everything in the second half that could break poorly for Detroit did, everything that could go well did for San Francisco. It's why the 49ers are an NFC champion once again. It is why San Francisco is back in the Super Bowl for the second time in the last five years, winning 34-31 against the Detroit Lions yesterday in the NFC championship game. The Lions do cover as a seven-and-a-half-point dog. They end the year 3-1 and one against the spread as an underdog in their four games. San Francisco now booked as a favorite in all 19. They have played just 9-10 against the spread in the four 49ers, as of this moment, will be favored one final time this year in Super Bowl 58 against the Chiefs. So, Donnie, let's continue our breakdown and our reaction to the NFC Championship game last night in Santa Clara outside of Dan Campbell's decision-making. The San Francisco 49ers were down 24-7 to at the half. It was the largest deficit that somebody has come back from to win a conference championship in the history of the National Football League postseason. San Francisco had five offensive possessions before they needled it out to ice out the game to win the NFC Championship, and they scored on all five. What do you think Kyle Shanahan said to his 49ers team, Donnie, in that halftime locker room to propel the largest comeback we have seen ever in a conference championship game in NFL playoff history? Uh, guys, my name's Kyle Shanahan, and you have a rockhead head coach on the other sideline. Eventually, things are going to even out, and they actually did. Now, I don't know if he actually said that word for word, but it feels like that's the way it played out here. It just looked like on the biggest stage here, it was, and you don't really see this that much, Ben. One team thoroughly dominate through the break and then just collapse in the second half. And also, like we talk, again, it was a 17-point lead. You shouldn't lose that here. If you're playing the same aggressive football the same way you played, you know, we're, we're little kids in the locker room, like, let's just 
say fourth or fifth grade, hey, guys, it's a basketball game. We're down 32 to three. And it's like they had 32 points. Guys, you can do the same thing in the second half. We've all heard those those things from our dads and trying to cheer us up at the break. We're getting our brains beat in as kids. But I don't know what you say at the half. They even asked Fred Warner after the game, like, what was said? He was like, look, there was nothing to be said. There wasn't rah-rah speeches. It was like, hey, guys, let's go get him. It was like, let's just play football and see what happens here. And in the second half, you saw a complete collapse from the coaching yeah. staff and the players at the same time. And that's what you needed to overcome, basically, a three-score lead that you weren't supposed to yeah. come back from. And for pretty much, the 49ers weren't playing very good on defense at all. The offense wasn't clicking. No. Purdy was throwing interceptions out there. Nothing was working. You were bottling up Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. This was all your favor. By the way, George Kittle didn't even make an appearance till late in the second half here. You had everything right. you needed to win that football game and just didn't come away with one. You know what I feel worse for here? Look, the Detroit fans, there's nothing worse than oh. going on this magic carpet ride. And you saw them at Ford Field yesterday. You would have thought that was a home game, how excited they were, and rightfully so. And even I'm tweeting out yesterday, like, man, the Lions fans are going to absolutely take over Las Vegas because this is something that city hasn't seen in decades upon Your decades fault. upon decades because they never even went to the Super Bowl. Yes, oh, it might money. be my fault at this point here. But, yeah. hey, look, if, if Dan Campbell was – what they should have done is sent Dan Campbell already to Las Vegas at the half, then they probably would have won that football game. How about that? Detroit, Donnie right side. But Donnie's not wrong. The Lions had five first-half offensive possessions. They scored on four of them, including a touchdown yeah. on each of their first two to take a 14-0 lead. The rookie kicker for San Francisco, Jake Moody, missed a field goal attempt on San Fran's opening offensive drive. You could see visible frustration from Kyle Shanahan late in the second quarter, being like, what are we doing, Steve Wilkes? Can you draw up some defensive scheme? That slows down Jared Goff and the Lions because nothing we are doing in these first 30 minutes is going our way for everything to reverse fortune and favor in that second half. Truly a tale of two halves yesterday in the NFC Championship game. It was the third consecutive NFC title game appearance for San Francisco, their fourth in the last five years. And Donnie, we had spoken so much about how long it had been since the Lions played in an NFC Championship game. On the other side for the Ravens in their first AFC Championship game since the 2012 NFL season. San Francisco doesn't really have those conversations because of the organizational pedigree and the multiple Lombardi trophies that reside by the Bay. But San Francisco's last Super Bowl championship victory was in 1994. And they have been there a ton since that last Lombardi. And they have come up short. Here is another golden opportunity again against the Kansas City Chiefs. And frankly, Donnie, it was a Kyle Shanahan-led team that had squandered opportunities. Of course, he was the OC for the Atlanta Falcons. They had a 20-10 lead over KC in Super Bowl 54 late in the second half half yesterday he was on the receiving end of some questionable coaching decisions and frankly the players failing to execute whatever those decisions were for the Detroit Lions in the second half Yes, and also, let's keep in mind, as you start to look forward on the Lions as well, this was a very good season for them that could have been completely different. Let's also keep in mind, if they had beaten the Dallas Cowboys and their coach didn't choke at the end of the football game, that game would have been played at Ford Field, a completely different environment than being out in Santa Clara for the NFC Championship game. Also, I think they'll both be best just Offensive coordinator title position guy is Ben Johnson. He yeah. was tremendous once again yesterday. 
He's going to be a head coach next year. So let's see what Detroit is made of here with Dan Campbell as their head coach and a new offensive coordinator. Sometimes in the NFL, and it is a quick process, man, you rise up, you miss the playoffs, you make a Super Bowl run, you have to capitalize here because this wasn't a learning curve. We said, like, hey, we won a playoff game, and it was house money in San Francisco. That might have been the case, Ben, if you were down 17 points at the half as the Detroit Lions, Mm -hmm. which obviously they were up 17 points. You know what? Let's learn from this. Let's get better in the offseason. No, 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 no. There's almost like no coming back from this as you want to go into the offseason and say, sure, let's get our weightlifting in and our OTAs. Let's get excited. But everybody that lines up in training camp next year that goes, let's try to get to the Super Bowl. You know what they immediately think? Man, we should have been in the Super Bowl last year at this point. I can't believe we didn't get there. What a hangover Detroit is going to have in the offseason. Listen, Dan Campbell was very transparent and honest, which is not often the case from coaches in post-game press conferences, especially following such a dramatic defeat, and said, I told the guys in the locker room that I believe in each and every one of you, and we will be back. But you don't take these opportunities for granted because you're never sure how many of those chances you will have. There were the dome narratives for Detroit Yesterday, they cover on the road yet again, 8-2 and two against the spread away from the Motor City this year. Jared Goff throws for at least 270 yards in all three playoff games for the Lions and now on the other side for San Francisco. A lot of questions about what Brock Purdy can do truly as the engine to drive this bus for San Francisco. First quarterback to face the Lions in their last five games to throw for less than 345 yards. He was under his prop, finishing with two. 67. Just a touchdown toss. It was to Brandon Ayuk after Ayuk made the play off of Kendall Vildor's face mask. And of course, he did throw a costly interception in the opening half. But where Brock Purdy probably was at his best yesterday, Donnie, was on the ground late in the fourth quarter. A couple of carries totaled 48 yards rushing yesterday for Purdy. Yeah, but look, making the plays back-to-back weeks when they needed them against the Green Bay Packers. One of the biggest run came in the red zone here. We converted a first down and set them up for yeah. the game-winning run by Christian McCaffrey. And you saw it yesterday. Guy that's not really known for his wheels, he had some moves in the pocket, got out of time, and had some timely scrambles, which were big in that football game. Sometimes you just need to make the plays outside of the box to help your football team, and Brock Purdy did that. He wasn't having a great football game, similar to what we were seeing against the Green Bay Packers. Right. Some mistakes out there, but in the biggest moments, he didn't flinch. It would have been very easy to come out in the second half like, okay, we're down 17. Let me just try to throw some YOLO passes out here to see if we can move down the field. That didn't happen. The plays were made by the 49ers, which included Brock Purdy in the biggest moments. You got to give a lot of credit to him because you're not hanging your hats because what were the narratives going to come out of yesterday? Hey, look, Lamar can't yeah. play in the big game. But also, you know who else was in the crosshairs? It was Brock Purdy. Yeah. Oh, we told you he was a system quarterback. Didn't play good against the Packers. Didn't play good now here in the NFC Championship game. They went home again. You can't sign Brock Purdy. You got to find yourself a franchise quarterback. My, 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 how those things change on a couple clutch drives by Purdy in the second half the past two weeks. Christian McCaffrey, in a game where he has been fully healthy, he wasn't week 17 against Washington. That's when the right calf injury first flared up. But in games where he has been fully healthy, including both this postseason, he has had at least 100 scrimmage yards in every game dating back to the end of October. Maybe the quietest 132 total yards of offense for run CMC you will ever see in the history of the NFC Championship. 90 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. 
touchdowns for McCaffrey, 42 receiving yards as well. Did injure his neck late, which allowed Elijah Mitchell to have the third rushing score for San Francisco in the football game. We'll hear from the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, in our third hour about the health of both teams entering Super Bowl 58. And of course, some time off, 13 days, in fact, until we get to Super Bowl Sunday in Las Vegas, where it will be a Super Bowl 54 rematch in Super Bowl 58. As of this moment, Donnie, the San Francisco 49ers, a one and a half point favorite, minus 118 on the money line and over under of 47 and a half to face the Kansas City Chiefs once again. We'll tell you how KC got to another Super Bowl with another victory in an AFC championship game following the break. But that's where the line is right now in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl 54 rematch. And here's going to be the fun thing talking about the next two weeks. Like, usually you want to debate back and forth. Let's just say, if I don't know, the Chiefs didn't make it in. Ooh, it looks like the Ravens are going to take on the Detroit Lions and or the San Francisco 49ers. But what's the handicap again moving forward in this game? The 49ers across the border are a much better football team than the Chiefs. And then I'm going to go, well, one team has Patrick Mahomes, and that's going to be the handicap for the Super Bowl here and probably the next six Super Bowls as well. It's a thought that is hard to quantify, I guess, but it's not the wrong line of thinking, as we'll discuss on the other side as Kansas City wins the AFC again. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For the fourth time in the last five NFL seasons, the Kansas City Chiefs will play in a Super Bowl in a chase for a second consecutive Lombardi Trophy. How did it happen? The conclusions of the AFC Championship game yesterday in the Charm City. The number one seed, the Baltimore Ravens, into the AFC title for the first time since 2012, hosting the AFC Championship game for the first time in franchise history. The Chiefs, of course, six years with Patrick Mahomes as their starting quarterback, six straight AFC Championship game appearances. And for the fourth time in that span, a Super Bowl berth as well. 17 to 10, the final score in the Charm City. The Chiefs win outright as a four and a half point underdog. Only three points scored between the two sides in the second half. So a pregame total of 44 and a hook. 
stays well under. It seemed like this would be the year somebody would finally be able to upend Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Kansas City. The Ravens fall short at home. The Chiefs back into a Super Bowl for the fourth time in the last five seasons. Tell me this before the game starts. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to 17 points. The Baltimore Ravens are going to punch their ticket to Las Vegas. Also, give me a little bit of a hint on the ground game here with Isaiah Pacheco, who did finish with 68 yards, but it took him 24 carries to do that, which means the Kansas City Chiefs, Ben, ran for 2.8 yards per carry. How did they win this football game? Their defense was even more stellar than the Baltimore Ravens, who after that first yeah. half really settled down and shut out the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half. But it was the plays that the Baltimore Ravens didn't make on offense which included down 10 points at the start of the fourth quarter, a crossing route to Zay Flowers. There's something you're always taught not to do. Diving for the goal line with the football out, mm. got knocked away at the half-yard line, goes into the end zone, and results in a touchback. And that eventually, effectively for me ended that football game because all the momentum was out of the building, which you could have had in a three-point game with everything going your way at that point here. But also, let's just get back to yeah. also Lamar Jackson and the coaching staff for the Baltimore Ravens. They were electric all season long. One of my bets yesterday on Sell Me Something was the Ravens to score two rushing touchdowns in that game at a plus 155 price. Didn't work out. They didn't score a single rushing touchdown, something they had done 10 out of the 17 games they played this year. Why? I don't know. What was the reasoning for it? And I'm not saying you had to run Gus Edwards here 55 times in this football game, right? But maybe give him his normal 10 to 12 carries because he's the bell cow that rumbles. He got his first carry for 15 yards. We didn't see him for an hour yeah. and a half of real time on Sunday. I couldn't figure out what was going on here. And you made Lamar drop back 37 times, which is fine. But also, he was indecisive with the football back there. How many times do you even watch like yeah. a college football game where you know you have the best athlete on the field? And sometimes they take the snap you go, just run the football. Nobody can stop you. Stop hanging in the pocket for 10 seconds, allowing strip sack fumbles to go the opposite direction here. I was just baffled here from the coaching staff on the offensive perspective that was so good for the Ravens for the entirety of the season just to do things yeah. I didn't see them do. The biggest plays of the game were left to like Justice Hills and the Nelson Aguilars. I just couldn't figure out what the Ravens were doing which, again, is a massive credit to the Kansas City Chiefs defense and Steve Spagnuolo. They were wonderful once again yesterday. But this game came down to one thing and one thing only. One team had Patrick Mahomes. One team didn't. That's why the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Mahomes, 30 of 39, 241 yards and a touchdown. 15 yards on the ground as well for Mahomes. The numbers better for Lamar Jackson in terms of yardage. 20 of 37, though, for 272. A touchdown, but a costly interception in the fourth quarter. That will discuss in just a moment. Lamar Jackson, once again, the leading rusher for the flock. Eight carries overall for 54 yards. The Ravens, as a team, against a KC defense that ranked in the bottom half of the NFL this year in terms of rush defense, allowing about 123 yards per game on average, gave up a buck 82 in the divisional round against Buffalo. The Ravens averaged better than five yards per carry. They only ran it six 
15 times. And Donnie, for Lamar Jackson in this football game, there will be questions. His first AFC championship game appearance in his NFL playoff career. His overall record now in the postseason, just two and four. He is more than likely going to win his second NFL MVP award in the last five seasons. But a big difference, the Chiefs and Mahomes has won two MVP awards in the last six years. The Chiefs will be playing in a Super Bowl in four of those five years. The Ravens will have failed to reach a Super Bowl in that five-year span. Not all on Lamar Jackson, and it was an uncharacteristic day for Baltimore. Three turnovers, two very costly fumbles, and four personal foul penalties that you can argue should taunting be called in a conference championship game or this or that or how soft the NFL has gotten when it comes to roughing the passer penalties. But by the letters of the law, all of those personal fouls were correctly called yesterday against the Ravens, a team that you would expect under John Harbaugh to understand the moment did not really, and it was chippy all game long. I get that as well, but just costly penalty and mistake for the Ravens one after another, including Donnie under a minute left in the third quarter. Big 54-yard pass completion from Lamar Jackson to Zay Flowers. Gets them inside the Chiefs' 10-yard line. Then a taunting call on Zay Flowers, but quickly Baltimore bounces back to gain the yardage. Then Zay Flowers across the middle dives for the pylon, and the guy that he beat on the 54-yard completion, who he got the taunting penalty against, Legereus Sneed, dives at the football, and before Flowers breaks the plane, the ball is jarred loose. Kansas City recovers in the end zone. A huge moment to start off the fourth quarter for Kansas City's defense and a huge detriment to the Ravens offensively. Yeah, and also, let's just say, well, we say that it really didn't matter because they got the yardage back. Well, let's just say they're on, what, the five or six-yard line. They hand the football off twice and score a touchdown with Zay Flowers never touches the football in the red zone to try to, yeah. you know, hold it over the goal line at that point. So many things could have went differently here. But the Chiefs were just a better football team defensively here all the way through, even though, as I said, the Ravens really shut the door after that one drive. And also, Ben, you talk yeah. about those personal fouls. How about early, or excuse me, late in the second quarter? The Chiefs have the football basically inside their own 10. They hand the football off, get one yard, and Kyle Van Noy goes over and headbutts Travis Kelsey to jumpstart that drive. Yeah. Then you have the roughing the passer penalty, which puts you at midfield here. And there you go away. It's a free three points where you might have gotten the football back on a three and out and able to get points at the half and not the yep. Kansas City Chiefs. They were just a more disciplined team on Sunday. And by the way, making some freak plays yep, left and right, yes, Travis Kelsey, who we were wondering, Ben, for the final two months of the mm. season, man, is he going to ride off into the sunset? He's clearly lost his step. He was outrageous yesterday. 11 targets, 11 catches yesterday for 116 yeah. yards and a touchdown. And those first two catches on that touchdown drive where Travis Kelsey caught that one pass, he didn't even have a step of separation. But Patrick Mahomes was throwing laser beams to him, putting in a yep. spot where only he could make the catch. That's what happens here. Help out your teammates here in times where they're maybe not open. Mahomes was sensational getting him out to that lead and hanging on that football game. And also, let's remind ourselves, the final play in this football game essentially was a, oh, yeah, third and nine. Let's loft it to Valdez Scantling, who's dropped this pass yeah. multiple times this season, and they converted. Everything they did, they trusted Patrick Mahomes, and they were right to do that. 
30 of 39 in the football game, and MVS has his redemption reception at the very end. Many things are different about this Kansas City team that reached an AFC championship for the sixth straight year. This KC team that will play for a Lombardi trophy for the fourth time in the last five NFL seasons. A defense is better, an offense is not statistically as good. This one was away from Arrowhead, on the road for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' postseason career. But one thing that has remained consistent for Kansas City Andy Reid, and I guess make it two things. That's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey yesterday, as Donnie shared, 11 grabs for 116 yards and a touchdown. He has caught a touchdown in the last four AFC Championship games for Kansas City. Five total touchdowns in that span. At least 78 receiving yards in all of the previous four AFC title games for KC. In the most significant moments, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey always match that level of expectation. And because of the 11 grabs yesterday, Travis Kelsey now has 156 in his playoff career in the National Football League. That is the most in postseason history in the NFL, Kelsey surpassing Jerry Rice yesterday. And again, Donnie, we look at box scores as we recap any given game, any given Monday following a Sunday in the NFL. If you would have told me that Kansas City was shut out in the second half, did not record a single point, let alone a single score in the final two quarters. I would have said, how much did Baltimore win by? And everybody was right to bet the Ravens up to a four and a half point favorite and the flock probably covered that number. It didn't happen. KC held them to only three, and that's when the Ravens were trying to give themselves a chance late in the football game. Because what was so fascinating to me as well, Donnie, three of the first four offensive possessions between these two sides, we saw three touchdowns. The Chiefs won the toss, deferred. The Ravens went three and out on their opening drive of the game. KC scored a touchdown. Baltimore answers. KC answers back to take a 14-7 lead with just under 11 minutes remaining in the second quarter. The Chiefs would score three more points from that moment and still win by a touchdown in the AFC title game. And for Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, Donnie, have been booked as an underdog as a team 15 times in the past six seasons since Mahomes became the starting quarterback at the beginning of 2018. Mahomes has started the game at quarterback 12 of those 15 times. They are now 10-1-1 against the number as an underdog, 9-3 outright. The Kansas City Chiefs, even when booked as a dog, are the best underdog team in the NFL the last half decade. And as of this moment, the Chiefs will be an underdog entering Super Bowl 58 in 13 days in Las Vegas. Yeah, good luck with that. And also, you know, putting a bow on this Kansas City Chiefs-Baltimore Ravens game, the narrative is always going to stand out there on Lamar Jackson. He's going to be a two-time MVP, but just doesn't translate into big-time playoff winning football games. And I year long I back Lamar Jackson unbelievable season he should be yeah. the MVP he's the best player in the league but these are the narrative games where if you want to expunge that go out and beat Patrick Holmes in your own building go to the Super Bowl and win it you ride off into the sunset nobody can ever say a thing about your career but let's just say Lamar Jackson wins another MVP but never gets to a Super Bowl that narrative is going to be there yeah. hey look Game planning for three days here to get ready for him in the regular season when you're worried about so many other things, maybe you can't defend him. But it looks like when teams really get down on him in the playoffs, it, it, 
if this game was 35-34, maybe it's not a Lamar Jackson like, hey, well, he can't win the big football game. But that defense gave you every chance to hang in there. And I know he can't run and catch the football, which he actually did that yesterday, which was quite amazing. But yeah. this is always going to land on the quarterback here. And I can't defend it at this point. If you tell me again in the yeah. offseason, hey, Don, you can't bet the Ravens next year because Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. I go, you know what? You're absolutely right, Ben. Donnie, when you look at Baltimore in this game, after Kansas City forced the fumble on Zay Flowers, Baltimore's defense stood up and forced a punt. Mm -hmm. Baltimore got the ball back on their own one-yard line with 10.35 remaining in the fourth quarter and moved it down the field. A 12-play, 74-yard drive, and Lamar Jackson threw a terrible interception into triple coverage intended for Isaiah Likely. The second turnover for the Ravens in as many drives in Kansas City's end zone. That a costly mistake. We're back on the early line in just a few minutes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A dynastic run for the Kansas City Chiefs culminates in another birth in a Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58, the Chiefs and the Niners, a rematch of Super Bowl 54. In Super Bowl 54, in South Florida, Kansas City was booked as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Now the Niners are a point-and-a-half favorite. But, Donnie, six years with Patrick Mahomes as the starting quarterback for the Chiefs, they have reached the Super Bowl four times. They have reached an AFC championship game six times. Two AFC title losses in overtime to Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. The Chiefs will be headed back to a Super Bowl, the first team to have an opportunity to go back-to-back since the Patriots in 2017 and 18. The last two-time defending Super Bowl champion, the Patriots in 2004 and 2005. There is no doubt New England was a dynasty throughout the 2000s. Kansas City is right on that level as well. Yeah, and, and rightfully so. And this isn't like, hey, let's get the band back together, Ben, for one more try at a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is in his 20s here. We are going to, if what you saw for the last six years, expect the same thing. This was the one season you were supposed to get the Chiefs down because Kelsey looked like he was aging. You had no answers at wide receiver. And you were a team that's like, you know what? We're probably going to fade out here if we don't get home field advantage, which they didn't. And they wind up in the Super Bowl again. So just get ready for this as we see the dynasty up there on the screen. 
What happens when the Chiefs add one to two really good wide receivers next year? Good luck stopping them next year at that point as well. This was your season, AFC, to take them out and force that doubt over yeah. the next couple of years. You let them right back in where as long as they have Mahomes and Andy Reid, they're going to keep pounding you into the abyss. The Chiefs were the AFC favorites, plus 350 before the year got started. But entering the division around behind both Baltimore and Buffalo, a 7-1 to number. Now it's an even number, plus 100. As San Francisco will be booked as the favorite as of this moment, entering Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. It's a point and a half spread. We'll look at the early lines for the Super Bowl in hour number two. That starts in less than a minute here on the early line. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 